1: Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
0: Highlight reel won by Williams down the sideline. Williams, chased by Gamble, 10, what a run! Touchdown! Spectacular run! Here's the fake. Meyer looking, Meyer finding the other tight end. Irv Smith touchdown. Bye by rocket touchdown. Irish. Here's your host. Jared
1: 19 minutes in front of 6 o'clock. Sportsbeat continues on this Tuesday evening. Well, yesterday, Link Jarrett was introduced as the new head baseball coach at Florida State. He returns to his alma mater after three years in charge of the Notre Dame baseball program. And what a job Link Jarrett did, putting the Irish back on the map and then some, helping Notre Dame get to the College World Series for the third time in program history. We were really blessed the last three years with Link's presence and what he brought to this Notre Dame program and how the players responded. And now the search is on for a new head coach of the Fighting Irish as Link will take over Florida State. And we'll, of course, see Link each and every year in the ACC, Notre Dame, and Florida State. So what's next for the Irish? Maybe give us some background information on the state of Notre Dame baseball. Longtime voice of the Irish, Chuck Freeby from WHME, of course, joins me for a couple of moments. And it is without question, the first thing I need to say is, I wish you could have called the College World Series games. I wish I could have heard the calls of that Texas game. I know you would have absolutely have nailed it. And after calling, let's face it, Chuck, a lot of losses, during your time as Notre Dame baseball voice to call the college world series would have been something that would have been definitely deserved
0: well I don't know about deserved, but I appreciate the sentiment and it sure it, it would have been nice it would have been a grand ride to be on and of course that's always the dream is to get to call games in Omaha I'm excited that uh a protege of mine, uh, a young man that I've been able to advise a little bit, not that he needed my help. Mike Monaco oh. uh, did a superb job on the TV call on the College World Series and wound up getting to call his first national championship event. So I'm excited for him. Yes, it would have been nice, but uh, it it just wasn't meant to be, and it, it's okay. I'm fine. I've, I've had the chance to call a lot of other great things.
1: On another topic, I actually was going to mention this in the coming weeks, but if you talk about the perfect guy to take over NBC for the play-by-play of Notre Dame football, he would be the guy, I don't know if contractually he would be eligible to have that role, but Chuck, he's good enough to do it. He knows the product, and that would be an absolutely perfect
0: fit. Nothing would make me happier than to see that happen, but I don't think it will, at least not this time around. That, That doesn't mean it won't in the future.
1: Yeah, based on what we hear, definitely it's, it's not going to happen. Well, let's talk some Notre Dame baseball. First, let me just get your reaction to what you saw this year from this Irish baseball team, in particular that series down in Knoxville knocking off number 1 Tennessee.
0: Well, again, Lint Jarrett, just a dugout wizard, and I think once again the Irish show, his attention to detail, the grit that he demands from teams, uh, the fact that uh, he had a veteran team, a lot of fifth-year seniors, a lot of fourth-year seniors on the squad. So it's not just Link Jarrett leaving that it will be a setback for Notre Dame baseball. It's the fact that a lot of talented players have now used up their eligibility, and you've got to find ways to replace all those people. And a freshman, even in college baseball, uh, there are some exceptions. Uh, the kid from North Carolina State this year, Tommy Tanks, and, of course, kid we saw him, uh, from Oklahoma, the young man that was a pitcher this year. There are some exceptions, but most of the time, much like other sports, experience pays dividends, and it certainly did for the Irish in the last couple of years.
1: Chuck, during Link's press conference yesterday down in Tallahassee, he referenced that he actually became a more creative coach because of his three years in South Bend, and he offered the example during the off season, he would be practicing on a football field indoors where softball and lacrosse were also doing things, and the track team is running up above while you're having baseball practice. And he said when your two hours are up, if you weren't done, you had to finish your scrimmage in the hitting cages. How much of a challenge is it to be a Notre Dame baseball player during the offseason?
0: It is a tremendous challenge, not just during the off season. I think it's a tremendous challenge during the season as well. So your practices start in January. Well, obviously, you're not going outdoors very often in January. I have seen some outdoor practices at Notre Dame. We've had those weird 60-degree days, and I know a couple of years ago they were able to open practice outdoors somehow. But most of the time, you're in the loftus. You're in a backup football facility with a lot of nets down. You can't take fly balls. You're basically working on small ball. Your pitchers are getting their work in. You're working on fielding. You're working on timing, trying to get down all the things you can do. Link Jarrett was big on the timing issue. If you ask any Irish infielder, they'll tell you the play must be made in 4.2 seconds because a stopwatch was constantly used during practice to emphasize that point. Again, the attention to detail. So, yeah, Link found ways that he could work on the little things of the game with his team. Of course, the opposite field hitting approach was emphasized in the hitting cages, uh, which they have some decent hitting cages uh, just outside the clubhouse, but they're not attached to the clubhouse. Again, you're coming from the clubhouse, you have to walk outdoors and whatever weather there is, go over and then get in the hitting cages. So, It is an extreme disadvantage when you look at most of the Atlantic Coast Conference and you see schools like Miami, Florida State, Clemson. And, yes, I know it gets cold in North Carolina, North Mm -hmm. Carolina State, and Duke, but not to the extent that it does in South Bend. The the teams that I I do admire Louisville, what Dan McDonald has done down there, uh, because that's, while it's not as cold as South Bend, it's not exactly warm weather for most of the year. But then schools like Pitt, Boston College, and Notre Dame really scuffle. Now you get into the season; starts in mid February. You're not playing a home game in in mid February. You're not playing a home game until the end of March. So for the first five weeks, you're on the road. Do you have a charter flight? No. You're driving ninety minutes if you're lucky. You get fly out of Midway or two hours to O'Hare. You're, you have to get there two hours before your flight because you have so many bags. Hopefully you're flying Southwest because bags fly free. Otherwise, (laughs) that's an added cost. Uh, you, You probably got a box lunch from Jimmy John's to eat on the bus trip down. You might grab something in the airport. You fly to your destination. There's another bus ride after everybody gets their bags, gets on the bus, goes to the hotel. So you don't get anywhere before midnight. And frequently in these early season games, you're not playing at night. You're playing in the afternoon. And you turn around you have to play at 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's just the nature of the beast. But after a while, when 9 out of your 10 trips during the regular season involve no charter flights, the only charter is to Tallahassee because you cannot get out of there Hmm. and get home in time to get to class, it does wear on a team. And that's where I appreciate what this Irish team did because their road-winning percentage under Link Jarrett was phenomenal.
1: Hmm. Chuck Freeby, former voice of Irish baseball Of course, broadcaster, WHME Joining me here on WSBT Radio So let me throw this at you, Chuck Now, obviously, X Stadium And you offered a you painted a really good picture of what the facilities are like, and it is well behind the arms race across college baseball. I believe Arkansas just opened up a $37 million baseball facility like Notre Dame football just opened within the last couple of years. They have committed to baseball. That's probably going above and beyond, but, hey, those players are are set up for success during the offseason. let's put all that aside for a second. You think back to two years ago. Notre Dame felt like they should have hosted a super regional. It didn't happen, and I'm sure attendance was a big reason why Notre Dame did not host that particular regional. And facilities, Mississippi State had all the advantages. You know, if you if it came down to Notre Dame, Mississippi State, which it didn't. I understand that, but hey, you look at the difference. It's night and day. Even Chuck, if Notre Dame improved facilities and however that would be. Doesn't it come down to our community supporting the product more because there were free tickets this year to every game and they averaged around 500 fans? Palminaries last year, and I thank Eric Hansen for pointing this out to me in his article that Palminaries last year at Notre Dame they sold out 2,500 seats, I think, or 2,500 season tickets that particular year. But if you look at it, The program was marketed, I think, differently back then. Remember the Jeff Samarja poster, the Golden Tate pictures, Pat Connaughton? That was really promoted. You think about the last couple of years, there has not been a whole lot of promotion of Notre Dame baseball. There's no radio broadcast, which I think hurts getting the word out about this particular program. But, Chuck, if they can spend all the money on improving the facilities, but if people don't show up at the ballpark, I just don't see how this regional, super regional problem gets a whole lot better, right or wrong? Well,
0: well, let's back up a little bit to those ticket figures because they're somewhat misleading. There used to be a preseason dinner where Pulmonary would bring in a big name, Tommy Lasorda, Roger Clemens. There were, there were some big baseball names that came to South Bend for that preseason Brad dinner. Red Lidge, BGO, and, yeah. And anybody who came to that preseason dinner got a season ticket as part of their price for coming to the dinner. So, yes, you had 2,500 tickets sold for every game because 2,500 people came and ate a dinner in late January.
1: But does the NCAA care about that?
0: I don't know if they would know that. Well, they may not know it, but I'm just explaining. Sure. It's not that there are fewer people coming actually coming to the games. It's that it was handled differently back then than it is now. If you look at the home weather that Notre Dame had for most of its games this year, they were playing in 45 and 50 degree temperatures. You're not going to get fans to come out and sit through a three-hour ball game. Oh, I agree. Even if you're giving tickets away. Now, I go back, though, to last year at the regional. And when Notre Dame played in the regional last year at X Stadium with great weather conditions, even though people had to pay for tickets, that place was full. Mm -hmm. I think under the right conditions, people will come out. And certainly – Uh, During regional and super regional weekend, it's much warmer here in the north, and the lure of coming to an NCAA tournament is going to bring a lot of fans out. Now, that said, Notre Dame is still going to have to compete in the baseball arms race, if not for things like regionals and super regionals, just to remain competitive in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Mm -hmm. Right now, there are 15 teams, I believe, that play baseball in the ACC. And Notre Dame's facility would rank 14th. It's only ahead of Pitt. The baseball stadium is the oldest athletic facility on campus. And people say, well, it's only 30 years old. Yes, and it's still (laughs) the oldest athletic facility on campus. It doesn't have enough press room to host uh, an NCAA Super Regional. It barely has enough room for the home team locker room. It doesn't really have a visiting Team locker room facility. It does not have an umpire locker room facility. All of those things were taken out of the original drawing back by the colloquy of 2000 when X Stadium was built. So you have to do some facility improvements, not only to get to host a regional or super regional, but I think in order to remain competitive in the arms race of college baseball. When Frank X Stadium was built, it was the college baseball jewel of Indiana. At best, it's the third-best college stadium in Indiana behind IU and Purdue right now. It might be fourth. Mm.
1: But, Chuck, I'll say this. And, again, I think it does come down to having to marketing the product better. Let's just use Notre Dame Hockey as an example. They come up with promotions. They advertise on radio they used to advertise on TV. I'm not sure if they still do or not they put stuff in the paper. they give people reasons to come out to the hockey game and you at the very least you know a series is coming up by turning on the radio because you hear the Notre Dame hockey promotions. there just isn't that same impact with baseball. you really have to search yourself to find out if Notre Dame baseball, Is playing, And again, without any radio play-by-play, it just feels like Notre Dame baseball is lost at sea, despite the fact having really one of the best three-year runs in college baseball the last three years.
0: Oh, I don't dispute the marketing angle whatsoever. I mean, for crying out loud, you could put a marquee out by Edison Road and put on a game today, and that would be more advertising than what they're getting for the product right now. So, yes. It needs to be marketed better. You can tell people all over the place, hey, there's free tickets, but if there's not a schedule card out there, if there's not some of the things that you've just brought up, of course people aren't going to know that there's a game. And then the other part of that is you mentioned in the past they had these, these crossover players, these football players playing baseball or basketball players in the part of Pat Connaughton,
1: mm-hmm.
0: people that already had some celebrity recognition. There was a definite bump in attendance on nights when Jeff Samarja was playing. uh, When Golden Tate was having a good season back in 2009, there was a definite bump in attendance for that. Connaughton would bring more people to the ballpark. Now the good news is they got a kid coming over from Andrian named Drake (laughs) Bowen, who is a really good linebacker and a really good baseball player. And if you can get a couple of those two-way players, that will help. But again, People, as you're mentioning, have to know when the games are. Would I love to be back on the air doing radio? Sure. That's not my call. I mean, <laughs> that, that's their call, and they have reasons for doing that. But I think there are a lot of factors that come into play here for the reason that Frank X Stadium, despite a coach that went 86-32 and 32 in three years and took his team to two Super Regionals and the College World Series, uh, most of the time is quieter than the library. <laughs>
1: So, finally, this is just kind of throwing out the question. I know we don't have a whole lot of insight right now. Are you excited about the coaching search? Do you feel like there's a leading candidate, or is there a name out there that maybe you've read that's caught your attention? I just haven't heard a whole lot so far. I know Blue and Gold had a story about a former player that was interested, but I feel like you almost need someone that is established to take over the program, at least with some coaching experience.
0: It'll be interesting to see which way Jack Swarbrick takes this because he has promoted from within, without head coaching experience, on some big hires lately. Marcus Freeman, Neil Ivey, just to name a couple. Chuck Rostano has been the pitching Mm. coach at Notre Dame and done a stellar job over the last decade. I don't know if Chuck wants a head coaching job or not, but I think if he does, that's someone that could be considered. Another guy from the outside that could be considered, actually there's two that kind of catch my eye. One is Justin Hare. He's the head coach at Campbell. Four-time Big South champion, much like Link Jarrett was at UNC Greensboro. 78 and 37 the last two years. Even for a former uh, pitching coach, very offensive-minded. Campbell last year led... Uh, was the only team in the nation with over a hundred hit-by-pitch, stolen bases, doubles, and homers. So very offensive-minded coach. Jordan Bischel at Central Michigan, 85 and 37. The last two years, brought his team down here for the NCAA tournament two years ago. I kind of think that he might wind up getting the Michigan job. He's been a Michigan man. He's been in Michigan. I don't want to say Michigan man. Sound like both, <laughs> But he's been in Michigan his entire life. And then you got uh, Jeff Duncan, who played for Pat Murphy at Arizona State, has had some really good years at Kent State, although the last two have not been so good. So the the, the luminescence may have fallen off that star a little bit. Mm.
1: Well, Chuck Rossano, for me, he crosses, I think, off a couple of very important things. Number one, he understands Notre Dame. Number two, he's a really good baseball guy. And number three, he is a huge hockey fan. So that makes him a leading candidate for the baseball job just based on those three things.
0: Big New York Islander fan. Did you know that? Oh, well, yeah. He's a huge Islander fan. Uh, And that was even before your boy Anders Lee wound up there. He was a huge (laughs) Islanders fan. (laughs) But I'll say this. If it's not Chuck Rostano, if the new head coach doesn't retain Chuck Rostano, then they're an idiot.
1: No, oh, no question. I just wondered if Link would try <laughs> I mean, to bring him to Florida State.
0: Well, the, the, as you probably know, Chuck's wife is an assistant coach mm-hmm. with the softball program. Yeah. So that would have to be a twofer deal that Florida State would do there. I don't know. I'm sure they still have some money left in the coffers. down there. <laughs> yeah.
1: They haven't had to pay for a new football coach in a couple of years, so maybe they've saved a few bucks. That's for sure.
0: They, well, they just sent uh, Jack Swarbrick a check for over $100,000 for Lynx buyout, but it didn't seem to phase them. Uh, no. Is
1: that all? 100000 That just seems like pocket change anymore in college sports.
0: Exactly.
1: I, I could not believe what I heard during one of the NCAA broadcasts that there are 33 or 34 college baseball coaches making a million dollars per year.
0: And according to what I saw from media reports in Tallahassee, one of them still won't be Link Jarrett, until seven years into his contract. Yeah,
1: making just a little over $800,000 next year, which is still going to put him in a better tax bracket than he was here. Yes.
0: Yes, it will. He's doing okay. He got a healthy raise.
1: Yeah, yes, he did. Before we go, I just want to say congratulations to you. You're in another Hall of Fame. I don't know how many that is now, but the local chapter, Indiana Football <laughs> Hall of Fame, inducted you what about a week ago. So, congratulations on that honor. There is no doubt you are a voice of high school and college sports in our area. So, that is a very well deserved honor. So, congratulations.
0: Very kind of you to bring up, very kind of them to admit me. Uh, obviously, the standards have been lowered incredibly, no, no, but no. I'm, I'm, I'm deeply humbled by being brought in in a class that included Johnny Lujack, and I'm wow. just glad that the last 70 years of Johnny's life has somehow swayed the chapter to bring him into the Hall of Fame.
1: Absolutely. Very well said. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, the Bertrand kid pitching, if you would have been the voice of the Irish, I think you, you could have used that Harwell sing a few
0: times. He did freeze a lot of people and have them standing there like the house by the side <laughs> of the road, no doubt.
1: I love it. Chuck, good to catch up with you. How many days till football starts, high school football?
0: High school football begins in 52 days. Wow. And uh, we'll release our schedule sometime after the Fourth of July.
1: So we have to wait a few more days. I was going to ask you what the opener is. No hints even.
0: Oh, I can't. I can't give away hints like that. I mean, we're we're trying to con- get confetti cannons and marching <laughs> bands for this announcement. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> I totally understand that. Hey, thanks for doing this tonight. Greatly appreciate it. You have a great insight on this baseball program. It was a great ride to the College World Series, and hopefully there's still a little more magic left in that baseball locker room for years to come.
0: We'll be keeping a close eye on it. Thanks yes. for having me on, right All right, Chuck, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. That is Chuck Freeby.